Hello, everybody, and welcome to Art Drama Llama, where we look beyond the galleries and dish on the art world's gossip, rivalries, and eccentricities. My name is Sianja. My name is Manchi. And I'm Vartika. And today we're going to look beyond the man, the myth, the pop art icon, Andy Warhol. Yeah, um, I am personally just uh, fascinated by Warhol, especially after this uh, foray into his life, because I think I really just know him for his Campbell soup cans and his other portraits that he did of like Marilyn Monroe and Chairman Mao. But I actually know very little about his life. And I think even when we were going through school and taking art history, we just never delved into what his background was and some of his like life history and things like that. Um, so for me, this was really informative and this podcast will just really be about me talking about all my transformative journey I took while I was reading his diary and reading into his background so yeah I just have like a list of different interesting facts that I found about Warhol I think the main thing is that I think with a lot of celebrities even today it just doesn't strike me that they're real humans and I think especially (laughs) Warhol because his name is just so synonymous with like pop art and being so famous and the camel soup cans and the portraits that like that's all you really hear and think of whenever you hear Warhol um but there was like so much more to this guy on multiple different levels so Um, he's not a bench of Campbell soups put inside a costume (laughs) yeah he is not (laughs) a bunch of Campbell soup cans and he's not just silk printings (laughs) okay they're all they're all sentient like that chef Wardy commercial where like (laughs) <laughs> they come together and become one being. <laughs> yeah, and it's Andy. It's Andy Warhol. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Um actually the very interesting the first interesting thing I found about him was that even when he was alive and he was doing interviews, he was always uh deflecting questions about his personal life and he also like lied a lot about when he was born, where he was born, what his family history was. So a lot of biographers found it really hard to write about his history because if you read his firsthand interviews or you talk to to his friends about him, like they would give you different accounts. Like whenever he was claiming when he was born, it would be like in a decade, like his birthday ranging a decade. decade. Um, He was born in 1928, but he would claim anywhere like up to like 1938. And he would claim that he was born, like his family was working from in a steel mill, or sometimes he would say he's from the Warhol dynasty, which are both falsehoods, like he grew up in suburban Pittsburgh. So he like never gave truths about himself, even when he's famous. There's like different ways to interpret this, but I think he was just like a very private guy, to be honest, and didn't really like to have his personal life exposed. But this is also the guy who called up this one of his employees and gave him an update on what happened the day before and had him record it into a diary. So, you know, take it however you will. <laughs> I think the other interesting thing about Warhol that is not frequently talked about is that he was really a commercial artist first. When he first got to New York, he was making uh, different like window dressings for different stores and he was also making different mag or uh, different commercials paper like commercials and magazines and because they really liked his art style because he had like a kind of girlish style um, and he was really well known for drawing women's shoes and that's how he made his like early money in New York was just by doing those things and the interesting thing is like 
with window dressing, a lot of gay artists at the time, that's where they were finding their niche, like Jasper Johns, Robert Rauschenberg, Ray Johnson, those are like all big modern artists. And they were all doing window dressing at that time. And it was like specific to gay artists. Like there's like a whole history there. We can talk about it on a different podcast. Um, so that's an interesting tidbit there. And so he mostly freelanced uh, and worked as like, worked for different corporations. And he really tried to move into fine art in the 1950s, but he could never really get off the ground. Uh, mostly because a lot of his work revolved around queer art. And even his later work would have implicit gay messages. So initially he really wanted to become a fine artist, but it just never worked out for him because all his works were very explicitly about his queerness or about queerness. Um, And so at that time, this was like Eisenhower America. So it was not very well taken. Like he had to show in very specific small galleries um, and not a lot of people were like viewing his art particularly well, but he became more popular in the 1960s um, because he started using pop art in his window dressing. And he just had like all these bold images and pictures and that's really where he found his niche and became really famous in that regard. Um, the other thing is he also was a huge art collector. And so he didn't, so he kind of came into the art world by doing art collecting first. And that's how he got to know more gallery owners, more other artists. And that's how he kind of like made his first step into art. So he wasn't like a prodigal artist you know, and became like a famous artist because he was just a great artist. Um, he like had his own ways of getting in and his own struggles, um, which is kind of like a contradictory image, especially because when you think of Warhol, you're like, oh, like probably one of the most famous artists that we talk about and know of. So so he didn't like go to like art school? He did go to art school. Um, he went to Carnegie Mellon or today Carnegie Mellon. It used to be called Carnegie Tech. And uh, so he actually did go to art school, but that was not like that didn't he was not like the best art student. He got a lot of his inspiration from art school because at that time, Carnegie Mellon's art program was very focused on Dadaism. And so he absolutely loved Dadaism. He actually got to meet Marcel Duchamp when he was younger. So throwback to our Dada episode. Um, That's so Dada. No, (laughs) that's so Dada, you know. (laughs) everything is connected all random things are meant to be one um (laughs) very contradictory to data (laughs) exactly um yeah so he he was working in the data space which really helped influence his views on pop art um and he like absolutely loved data and you would see that in his work as well but i wouldn't say that art school was like what catapulted him into art thing this you know like he definitely was not like a michelangelo where everybody was like asking him to paint sistine chapel with seals so like fawning over him yeah that would definitely come later in his life after he's been established as a commercial artist and i think he was also interesting even after he became an artist because he was really focused on young talent um and i think this is the other aspect of warhol that sometimes gets missed is as much as he was a quote quote fine artist making pop art um a lot of his work was being commercialized right like he sold his portraits he liked doing the portraits but he also sold them so he can get more money and live he had his own magazine that he was producing where he would try to find up-and-coming artists and make, do interviews with them and just That's like have noble. more interesting yeah because a lot of artists he... yeah a lot of artists who get big they're like okay bye i'm tired <laughs> i made my money goodbye 
Yeah, exactly. So I think that's an interesting side of him. He was always interested in up and coming art. So he would have, yeah, he had his magazine. He also had the factory, which was just like this studio where there was a lot of artists um, and he would pump out like films every once or two weeks featuring like just like anybody who's like fresh or new or was at the factory and he would just be like, hey, you want to be in this movie? And they were like, yeah. And the factory was actually visited by a lot of famous people and some of them include David Bowie, Jean-Michel Basquiat, uh, who is another famous painter, uh, Lisa Minnelli, um, Halston, the like fashion designer, and somebody who's like maybe more relevant now. F- her name is Fran Labowitz, um, and she's like a newspaper writer. She's actually still uh, alive now, and there's going to be a Netflix documentary about her uh, directed by Martin Scorsese that is coming out. (laughs) A lot of like people who became famous actually kind of hung around the factory um, and like, you know, interacted with Warhol. Um, Well, hold on. What happened to the factory? uh, I think it just kind of died down after he died because... you know, there was just like not a lot of people. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I was yeah, like, I mean, damn, this seems like a really good like mm-hmm. thing to have. Okay. Yeah. I like, guess kind of like clubs once the like officers yeah. graduate, it's kind of gone. Yeah, yeah. Because he was like the main, like the people went to the factory because they wanted to hang out with him and also like other people, like other, um, other artists. But you know after he passed away I think it just it lost its appeal but um you know it was also more than artists like a lot of the times he made films that were like pornos basically (laughs) um Mm. and they would have like lots of orgies at the factory as well (laughs) he didn't participate I think but um yeah that's like a voyager like yeah sometimes (laughs) yeah okay never mind I'm maybe it's a good thing the factory is not around (laughs) (laughs) yeah he also used the factory to help produce his um portraits because he wouldn't make sorry continue I'll 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 ask my question in a minute yeah because he would make typically he would make like multiple copies of one portrait um and so he would use people in the factory to help him make them so when you talk about the portraits was one of them Marilyn Monroe or was that a different artist? Yeah, yeah, that was Marilyn Monroe. Like the Marilyn Monroe, the Elvis, the um, Mao Zedong Was portraits. she around to like see the portrait? Yeah, they were all okay. commissioned. I don't think Elvis was, but um, the other one, and Chairman Mao definitely did not commission his. <laughs> um, but I think the Marilyn Monroe one was commissioned. And there was like a lot of other people who commissioned their own portraits for Warhol to make. Um, and the other interesting tidbit about that is he would always like edit it so they would look nicer in their portraits okay so, so the first um photoshopping yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and same thing for like the people he put in his magazines they would all do some sort of image editing before they went in damn yeah. okay yeah so that stuff was like all happening even they would have loved filters <laughs> yeah he would have i think he would have like had a great time do you think people in the old days also had like painters and stuff (laughs) edit their oh for sure like like in old portraits if you were like a little dark skin they would lighten you up yeah Yeah. so the mona lisa might not actually be as beautiful as she i guess claims (laughs) yeah (laughs) or i guess not her but you know yeah 
I mean, I always thought the old portraits, like a lot of the men and women, looked really similar. <laughs> and I think it is because they would edit them to look based off of their like beauty standards at the time. Oh, I thought they just had like a distinct <laughs> painting style or something. That could be that could be it as well. Yeah, but I don't know if you meant like across artists, like everyone, um, the people look the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think across artists because if you just like look on Wikipedia at like an old historical figure I feel like a lot of them look kind of similar <laughs> I mean also Michi, they were all related so that's true the that's also blood. true something we have to keep in mind <laughs> okay other interesting things about Warhol uh so he almost got assassinated um <laughs> okay yeah because Chairman he- Mao no, not Chairman Mao. No, Chairman Mao did not send Hitman after him. Um, he was like, how dare was... you Photoshop me? <laughs> how dare you use my picture in a capitalist society and make money off of it? Um, yeah, no, he... So because he was... Uh, he had his factory and there were... He had young talent who would help him make his films and be in his films. There was like one woman who um, had submitted her script for a movie and he had rejected it, and she got really upset and tried to kill him. Um, and he was hospitalized. Plot? What's that? What was, like, the plot of the script? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but I guess it must have not been good. if, Because, uh, like, Warhol just made movies about everything, and, like, a lot of times they were pretty terrible movies. <laughs> like, like, New York Times would review them, and I saw one of the reviews for like a better one. They're like, this is like a lot better than any of the other stuff that Warhol has ever produced. <laughs> Are they? Can you find them like online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can definitely find them. So um, they're more like hobby movies. Than... Yeah. He... Wait, were they for commercial use? I don't know. No, well, he would. Um, he would. He would distribute them amongst different. Mm. Um, yeah, amongst different movie theaters, and they yeah. would. This sounds creepy. What? This sounds creepy. Like, at first I'm like, yeah, 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 the factory. That seems like a cool resource to have. And then you're like, mm, they were kind of mostly pornos. <laughs> and, I, and I'm kind of, uh, back to, like, my question. I was like, I'm kind of like, okay, this this seems like it very much tiptoes with line between, you know, some, some sexual harassment scandals, <laughs> some power of abuse scandals. Well, I don't know. I don't think Warhol was like, that much involved in like all the details of the factory like I think he mostly used it as a resource for his films and then people just congregated there and had orgies I think that's like I don't think he was like hey let's go have an orgy at the factory so the factory kind of reminds me of the cabaret Voltaire um that we mentioned in the episode where everyone all collected there and they all did their own thing but here with the factory it's they're all coming for I guess socializing together. <laughs> yeah they're coming yeah. to opposite of data but like um they're yeah. coming for more socialization and I guess kind of do the same thing but I mm. like even if they were if there were a ton of people there they would all end up doing different things anyway so in a sense it's yeah like the cabaret voltaire yeah it's like the cabaret voltaire and I think I'm underselling the factory a little bit like it was kind of known at that time as the center of creativity in New York like all everybody who was famous was there but what, there was... like I'm, I'm assuming it's in a building so what kind of like is there now if you happen to know oh that's a good question probably um, like a target <laughs> well yeah so they so it, he used to be 
and so he used to have the factory in Midtown, and now Midtown is like literally just uh, different investment banks there and hedge yeah. funds and private equities. So that's what Midtown, and then he moved his office to Union Square, um, which is kind of like, I want to say it's a little bit more um, like people live there now, and there's it's there's like some companies that are surrounding Union Square. So I mean, it's definitely not the art center anymore of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I can say for sure that Midtown is not at the art center of Manhattan <laughs> of New York. <laughs> yeah, once he moved to Union Square, um, there was an art critic named Robert Hughes who called him the white mole of Union Square. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just kind of everywhere. Yeah. And just, yeah. Or like, um, since he was just standing, like he'd go to all these social events, but he'd just mm-hmm. stand off in the corner, like, yeah, yeah, that's observing the, everyone. Yeah, he... Um, there's like analysis made on him but he like what is kind of said about him is he would always attend all these parties and he would record a lot of conversations he had with people and listen to them but I think a lot of people kind of like interpret him as always being kind of lonely Um, and he even though he was surrounded by people and like went to all these parties like whenever somebody invited him to a party he would show up with like 20 other people even though that person had just invited him so he was always surrounded by I know, right? <laughs> kind of a dick move, to be honest. I, w- but- I would be like, I'm inviting you. I swear, if you bring 20 freaking people, I'll go <laughs> pick you up. I'll, yeah. be like, I'll go pick you up just to make sure. Yeah. So that was, I think that's a dick move on his part. But um, so attempted assassination. Uh, he got shot by two bullets and had to wear a corset for his the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. Like a spine corset. Um, okay. Yeah, but oh, he's trying to have an hourglass figure. Yeah, yeah I was like, definitely. why, why, like a corset, like. Yeah, I mean, because I think he was shot in like the stomach area. Mm-hmm. Um, and it like went through his liver and his spleen and stuff. Um, so he trying to hold his... him together, yeah, hold him together, essentially. <laughs> that tiny <laughs> hole, that like his organs would just. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. <laughs> um, but his descendant. Why... Wait, did he have descendants? They're gonna listen to this. And be like, they're gonna sue us. How dare you speak? <laughs> he did slander. not have descendants, but there is an Andy Warhol museum in Pittsburgh, and maybe they'll come after us. <laughs> okay, please don't. <laughs> yeah, um, but he actually started selling more portraits after um, his assassination because he needed money to pay for his hospital bills, and I'm like what a more relatable artist thing or like just general life thing people try to pay for their hospital bills and needing to work more after that and then some other I'll, I'll keep going on my cool facts list about um Warhol so the IRS actually audited Warhol from 1972 all the way until his death um and Warhol thinks it's because he made a campaign poster for George McGovern in 1972 uh George McGovern was going against Nixon and so his campaign poster was like a green face Nixon with the words vote McGovern over it. And so he thinks that's why the IRS just kept auditing him from 1972 <laughs> all the way to the end of his life, which is like 1987. So it's kind of just like a little more than 10 years, 15 years. And then his greatest fears were going broke or getting cancer. And I was like, that is so relatable, man. I think those are my greatest fears in life as well. <laughs> Major health crises or just not having enough money to live out the rest of my days i'm just trying to make the point that he was more relatable than i thought he was <laughs> i don't know that whole fucking bringing 20 people <laughs> oh that's true that is something i cannot relate to 
Um, and here's another point maybe we won't be able to relate to either. Um, some people think that Warhol was a hoarder and has never been, tr- he's never been truly diagnosed. Oh, okay. But like <laughs> clinically diagnosed as a hoarder. Also his level. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so some people think he might have been, he, there's like no clinical confirmation, but just based off of some of his life, uh, the things that happened in his life, people think he might have been. Um, because whenever he died they went to his apartment and found his dining room completely filled with these boxes that he called his time capsules there are more there were more than 610 time capsules and then even more boxes that they found in his dining room that were not time capsules but just (laughs) boxes and in these time capsules and boxes they found random stuff like napkins Mm -hmm. ticket stubs papers documents and like paces by Basquiat uh, with leftover pizza dough, some of his prized wigs in the same box as Lincoln Campbell soup cans. And that's just like, you know- He's like, so gross. <laughs> just yeah, every, all the food there too, just rotting and yeah. just- uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, and hey, actually, at least they were in boxes. Most hoarders just <laughs> leave it out there. Actually, it was like, so the time capsules were all in boxes, but he also just had a crap ton of like, shopping bags stuffed with stuff in his dining room so that's like kind of a hoarder indication the other one is just like none of it you can't call it a collection either because none of it was assigned any sort of value because hey, he had hey. really it's emotional value yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> it is emotional value it's true okay. yeah yeah i mean it, it can't be qualified as a collection because he didn't like collect just one type of thing right like he mm-hmm assign like the same value to everything um and then he also like just absolutely loved shopping um yeah he would like go out and buy stuff every day and he like never really sorted it It it's like all left in his dining room um and actually all these time capsules you can still find if you go to the Andy Warhol Museum (laughs) they've saved all of his stuff all of the time capsules I don't think anything is thrown out so you can go check it out well it's a collection now it's a collection now on Andy Warhol but so some people think that he is a hoarder and I think I personally think the signs are pretty strong that this is like maybe signs that he is a hoarder but some other people think that his time capsules is like a Dadaist project where he just collects random stuff some other people think he's like smirking at Rauschenberg's combines um and for people who don't know is uh, Robert Rauschenberg was really famous for his basically collages of like different uh everyday objects together and so some people think he was just like kind of like poking fun of yeah and Rauschenberg was another pop artist so yes he was a contemporary of Warhol I think they might have been friends too right yeah they knew each other I don't think they were friends um (laughs) (laughs) they definitely knew each other though um did uh Rauschenberg die before or after um that's a good question if he died after he did, he did this. Did Warhol really just make this for years and years and be like, just wait till I die, Rauschenberg? Oh, Rauschenberg died in 2008. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Rayleigh outlived Warhol. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bet. I bet Warhol was like, I'm going to be so fucking petty. <laughs> this is kind of related, but not. But um, I read, I just read that Warhol, he had uh, trouble being accepted socially by the more famous. Um, artists so Jasper Johns who was another pop artist and then Robert Rauschenberg they also mentioned that they were both closeted gays just because 
Warhol also was. Um, but well, any- I know a lot of, uh, sorry to interrupt, oh. but I know a lot of like, because um, I watched this documentary about like gay closeted Republicans. Okay. Yeah, and apparently it's a thing about like, how dare you be out? Mm. Or, and there's a lot of like jealousy in it. Like, like you're out, but I can't. Wait, War- Warhol wasn't? He was, I feel like he, he was, was out or he yeah. wasn't? Like he's not. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. he was. Out. Okay. Oh, it seems like, so maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah. Also, well, I don't know if it's the same in the art world. I mean, I'm not a gay man, but in the Republican documentary I watched, there was a kind of like, oh, you're out. You couldn't handle the pressure of staying closeted. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's that going on. Yeah, yeah, they said like the person who was talking about them saying it. He said that Warhol was too swish, and that upset like the two of the other artists Mm. so maybe that's why like he was too just out there for them and just different from Mm. their style of like living yeah Mm. yeah which is really funny because I think at the core they're all pop artists Um, and today we just all group them together (laughs) using like and they're all inspired by Dada you know like they love using ready-made items in their art so that's um the irony of the situation (laughs) I guess birds of a feather don't flock together very true very true yes. wait but he he bought a drawing of a light bulb by jasper johns so he, yeah they also i guess they all support each other because uh i think sahania you mentioned this one time like while we were just talking that artists yeah. like to support each other well think? i'm talking about like now oh okay well now but <laughs> i guess oh, yeah i'm talking about now i don't know about back then um well <laughs> but it I seems know, like, like they did yeah I know the impression artists like Van Gogh and all of them, they all knew each other and they all like conversed and like. Yeah, because they had the salon, which mm-hmm. I know we'll talk about more whenever we talk about um, impressionist artists in the future. Mm-hmm. So, fun facts about Warhol. Okay, and then I have some final takeaways from whenever um, I was reading his diary, just like things that really struck me that kind of like shifted my perspective on Warhol and I guess celebrities in general and some of the things for example was that whenever he met Fonz who was an Olympic swimmer he was just like absolutely starstruck and Fonz was like trying to talk to him about different like oh this your art meant like this to me and blah 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 and then Warhol was just sitting there like wow I just didn't know what to say to him because I can't believe I'm meeting an Olympic swimmer I was like wow dude like you're probably like the most famous guy in at that time and even now and you still get starstruck I was like wow that's that's like pretty human it's like that video of Michael Jackson uh I think he's playing Jeopardy or something and Beyonce is there and then he's like (laughs) stop you're making me nervous (laughs) yeah I think we forget that people are just people you know Yeah, and that moment definitely was like, wow, yeah, he's a regular guy. Um, also, he knew Diane von Fustenberg and Arnold Schwarzenegger, who are both still alive today and, like, still prevalent in current pop culture. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of crazy that he was a contemporary of them, yes. you know? And the fact that even Rauschenberg only died in 2008 is kind of crazy, like, how he, like, Warhol feels like he's so much in the past, but, you know, mm-hmm. he was like, he could have still very much been alive. Do you, you know? think... Edna Mode was based off of him. Um, I know that style. Edna Mode was not based off of him, but yeah. it would be cool to think. <laughs> they have similar vibes, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then my last fact was he was absolutely wowed by magic. And he said, 
I have to figure it out because if you can do that, you can do anything. Um, and it was like magic as in like magic card tricks. Like some magician came and he, he was like making, he was like pick, figuring out like which card Warhol picked every single time. And then Warhol was like just absolutely wowed. And I was like, wow, that's like, yeah, that's, that's I also- can see him human, human glitching because I was watching this video of these two friends like, and like one of them is really good at magic and his friend, his face is just yeah (laughs) oh my god what just like his eyes were really wide and just kind of moving all over the place like really fast too and I was like is is the video okay (laughs) yeah yeah I definitely feel like yeah from just like these different things that I read from his diary I was like wow like I never thought of you as a human and now I'm like wow I feel I mean it's he was more than a human you know he was like kind of on a pedestal right like well I always imagine him as like not uptight but like self-important yeah yeah I think so too Uh, you just feel like he is so unreachable and untouchable and he must feel the same way about himself but like yeah really was not um yeah he just was you know random just like a just like a human being yeah like you know, in 1985, one of his diary entries was talking about, like, when a girl snatched his wig off of his head, he wrote, or he told uh, his secretary, essentially, I don't know what held me back from pushing her over the balcony. And I'm like, that's, you know, like, yeah, that's just a human thing, you know? Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> he was really possessive of his wigs, right? So yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, like, there were his I babies. thought that was his hair. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I he have had to see him bald. Yeah. So he just um yeah, he's just like very I think after reading his diaries, I just realized he's very human and that I mean, it's kind of like a stupid realization because yeah, we're all human, but you know, you just feel like once maybe if you ever get to a certain level of fame or like well-knownness or even like when you get older, you'll know what to do, what you're doing with your life and who you are and it's kind of just like no, you just you're ne- you you are still a petty human being who gets upset when somebody steals your hair no matter how famous you are. <laughs> so that's uh, those are my general takeaways from Warhol. Um, I just thought it was super fascinating to kind of go on this journey and like talk about the stuff that I found about his life because like I feel like we mostly don't ever hear about it, about who he is as a person. And then we just talk about his works. Okay, so I googled Andy Warhol real hair and then wig and they're literally the same set of images <laughs> so was he bald i think he had hair but he just liked to have wigs as well like he had a wig on all the time that was his fashion statement yeah or his statement piece that's that's the word yes yeah <laughs> exactly where is this like he's kind of a scary looking man same outfit every day and then just switching his wigs <laughs> <laughs> They were his prized possessions, you know? Like, he loved his wigs. (laughs) Obviously, since he wanted to push some girl over because she snatched his wig off his head. Well, Manchi, thank you for talking to us about Andy Warhol. I barely knew anything about him beyond the fact that he had his soup cans and his Maryland diptych. So it's very interesting to learn about him. Okay, but like, was he? did he just make pop art what it is? Like, bring it to the map? He was he didn't invent he didn't like pioneer it right um because i always thought he like made it but now i'm kind of like oh did he just like make it more popular than what it was at the time i think he is known as the most famous one of the most famous Mm -hmm. pop artists i would 
not like to claim that he was the one who truly like pioneered pop art because I think any art movement is kind of a culmination of different people but his art is kind of quintessential pop art because he was taking pop culture items and displaying it as art um, and he was also using bright neon colors um, and different things like that so I think the big thing is he was using like modern pop culture and all his work and it was kind of like making a statement about modern day consumerism and things like that. So yeah. yeah. And he's pop just, art. Oh yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I was just going to reiterate and say he was quintessential pop art, but I would not say he was the one who really created pop art. Yeah. And pop art kind of started arising after Dada kind of died off or I guess just in the 1920s in general. And then also I read that the origins of pop art were kind of in post-war Britain, but you can also see it in America as well. So like definitely more Western world, although there were pop artists in like Japan and Russia and elsewhere in the world. It was just kind of starting in that area. But yeah, no, Andy Warhol was not the first one. Yeah. <laughs> what I was trying to I say. Know, but... I, for some reason, like, I feel like that's his mythos. Like, ah. yeah. He's the pop mm-hmm. artist, yeah. Yeah. Because um, was he can... ever resentful that he couldn't be a fine art artist? I think he. So a lot of the stuff I read was saying that initially he was really trying to make commercial art and fine art like one and the same, so right. that his art would make money. Because he was trained kind of under the Bauhaus idea, and that was the Bauhaus idea was that you would make commercial art and fine art one and the same. Um, but he was not really able to achieve that, obviously. But he was still able to, like, make a decent profit off of his art. And, like, he started, like, the factory. He had his own films. He had his own magazine and stuff. So I think in many ways, he was kind of a commercial artist, even with his fine art. So I feel like he would have loved Redbubble and, like... Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you had Warhol in modern day, like, I think he would have really loved (laughs) today because he was all about, like, getting to know more up-and-coming artists, like, finding cool stuff to do and, like, know about. And I I think he was, like, he liked new things in the world. Um, So, yeah, Steve Jobs kind of taught him how to use the Mac, right? Whenever. Yeah. It must have been frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it was, like it was super big and like mm-hmm. but like really wide yeah i think he i think andy warhol would have loved modern day society i mm-hmm. think he would have loved social media <laughs> oh yes i think with his like filters <laughs> yeah i think instead of like having a diary i think he would just post every day on social media his twitter threads yeah bro imagine imagine the fucking a tweet saying i don't know what held me back from <laughs> Okay. like no context behind it just that yeah yeah so like what what <laughs> yeah i think he would have thrived in modern society i think yeah i think his tweets would have like gone viral multiple times like i think people would literally follow his twitter or his tiktok like for just like a fake content. twitter account with just random <laughs> entries from his diary, diary? <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's do it guys yeah i mean I think it I think it could definitely work. Yeah. I kinda wanna read his diary now. Yeah, it's really I mean, I think most of it is kind of just like he's like, Oh, I went to this thing with this person, they broke up again, they got back together. <laughs> but sometimes you like find nuggets of like just so much humanness that you're like, Oh my god, 
so relatable and now like I really understand why people love reading biographies or autobiographies or like memoirs of people or just like diaries of random people from the past because it's like (laughs) there's just like so much human connection there and you just kind of like hold these people on a different level that you just don't really see them as human anymore um or that somehow they don't share the human experience but like when you read the diaries you're like oh my god you're just like me you also love magic <laughs> or like you're also what kind of like does he not know it's all like an illusion yeah i think he does but you know it's he so just cool. couldn't do it so he was like oh, yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> well i watched today's so that's so Minji. you have one <laughs> that's so warhol that's so human i think we're gonna go with that so human that's so human you know that works yeah <laughs> so that's is so not balcony that's, that's so bad. Bad. I, I, that stuck with me. His fucking bring twenty people, and this fucking I almost pushed this woman off about me. That's just so human, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Good on him for being on a project unapologetically himself. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was. I wonder if he like smelled because of a hoarder. Because he was a hoarder. Yeah. Like, people always go, like, Steve Jobs smelled horrible. Because apparently he, he just a, didn't shower. He just, because he was so busy. Being yeah, or, yeah, yeah, I guess. Or at least that's what my mom always says. Did you know he smelled horrible? I'm like, yes, mom, you've been telling me for the past eight years. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then a teacher, I had a teacher who said, I met him. He genuinely did smell horrible. <laughs> oh, my God. Dang. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I did not see that come up in Warhol's um in Warhol's diary anywhere or I don't in, think he would the... write about it <laughs> like today <laughs> nobody came today. close to me <laughs> today I almost pushed a girl off the balcony because she said I smelled you <laughs> yeah. try to give me some deodorant <laughs> yeah um yeah no I, don't, I mean I didn't I didn't come up anywhere uh i was reading that he smelled but i'm so weird i look at people I'm like i wonder if they smelled <laughs> i feel like warhol has a somewhat level of like put togetherness he wants to achieve well he seems to be like a sharp dresser yeah yeah so i don't i don't think he would have smelled okay because yeah also most hoarders do smell that's true because yeah because there was a hoarder in my childhood home oh like childhood neighborhood not home um she lived down the street and there was this old lady and you would always see her walking and if she saw something on your like lawn or like driveway she'd Mm -hmm. go and like give it to you by knocking on the door and our neighbor said she's a sweet old lady but i hate when she comes and gives me shit because she smells Mm. and later we found out that she had a bunch of cats and shit and yeah mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i think the stuff warhol collected mm, i'm sure that the pizza crust is not that great would not smell that great after a couple of days but it does not seem like it would permeate permeate into his clothes well also he put them in boxes so i guess that yeah mm-hmm. keep the smell contained i'm sure his apartment smelled terrible but Maybe not think, him himself. Yeah, I think probably he also had... used perfume or something. Yeah. How did he eat then? If like, I mean, cologne. everything was everywhere. 
Uh, I think he mostly ate out. I don't think he ever cooked. <laughs> oh, a dream. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, or he went to like other people's places. He got invited to dinners and stuff. So, and invited 20 fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come along. Yeah. His full entourage. I've been to New York. Those houses are small. <laughs> <laughs> I think at the time he was living in a pretty big house. Okay. <laughs> Don't yeah. mind the boxes, guys. It's I'm working on something. Don't worry. <laughs> he could get away with that excuse because he's an artist. I, I'm working on something. Well, I don't think don't people worry. went to his place. I think he went to other people's places. Uh, I those are the worst kind of people. <laughs> and he brought 20 other people with him. I hope he like left at a reasonable time because there are some people that come over to hang out with you and they just never leave. And you're like, when are you going? I don't want to kick you out and be rude, but like, leave. Just start yawning like... <gasps> Oh, I think it's time for bed. <laughs> no, some people literally just fall asleep on your couch. I'm like, really? <laughs> you have your own home. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm like, go home. <laughs> I am definitely that friend. Um, I'm That's definitely different. I, it, okay, <laughs> if I've known you for years, I'm like, ah, whatever. But if I've known you for like six months and you do this bullshit to me. <laughs> okay. Fair enough, fair enough. He may was, be okay, projecting whole... here but <laughs> that's what it's about you know we connect with other people. that's so human <laughs> that's just so human you know all right guys well thank you for joining us today we're in man she talked about andy warhol if you have any stories that you would like us to cover email us at artdramalama at gmail.com you can also follow us on facebook twitter and instagram on twitter and instagram our handles are artdramalama and you can also support us on patreon by becoming a llama at artdramalama and lastly thank you for joining us and we hope we can continue looking beyond the galleries with y'all next time bye llamas <laughs>